The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. Each week, the Pet Buzz provides the latest news and information on how to keep your pets healthy and happy so you can save money and have a fulfilling relationship together. Now, here's your Pet Buzz hosts, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. Hey, we welcome our listeners who tune in each week from around the world. You know, Dr. Fleck, I was reading this great article this past week, and and it reminded me of when I moved into my neighborhood. When I moved into my neighborhood, I made a big point of making sure my neighbors knew that I picked up my dog's poop as a responsible dog owner. I mean, they'll see me walking four dogs, five dogs, and the dogs are pooping, and I made a big point of picking it up so everyone knew that I picked up my bags just in case they started seeing more poop on the ground. They wouldn't think it was me. Well, a growing number of neighborhoods and housing complexes are holding dog owners responsible for picking up after their pooch with DNA technology, mm-hmm. right? So the technology not only promotes responsible dog ownership, but can help solve dog abductions and runaway problems. That's a Great idea. Yeah. Wow. Good. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people want to know, how does it work? Well, housing complexes request that dog owners take cheek swabs, just like you would if you're taking a DNA test, which are collected and added to a poo waste company's growing doggy DNA database. Then the management can test unscooped waste to accurately identify the problem pooper and its owner. So in some cases, fines are issued, but repeat offenders can possibly face eviction. I mean, that's extreme, but it's true. So a lot of the companies who take part in this or a lot of the housing complexes who take part in this say they really do not have repeat offenders. If they're evicted, they're not going to be repeat offenders. Or if they have to pay a large fee, penalty fee, then maybe they won't be repeat offenders also. Right. But I'm saying if you're constantly a repeat offender, you eventually might get an eviction notice. That's oh, yeah. what I'm saying. Sure. OK, so one company, which is called Poo Prince, has been around since 2009 and has really been promoting and advancing this technology. So more than 350,000 dogs from 6,000 communities in five countries are now part of their program. Isn't that incredible? I think that is incredible. What a source of information for research. It's just amazing. And it really does promote responsible pet ownership. I mean, my neighbor told me she doesn't pick up her dog's waste. So her dog, when she does walk it once a week, once every month, she just lets it crap on people's yards. I think that's disgusting. She takes it for walks. Yes. She She told me that she says she doesn't pick it up. You know, you know what I told her? That's rude. I told her, Regina, don't come down to my end of the street. Okay, so Dr. Flack, what's happening on the Pet Buzz today? Later on, we're going to be talking with Tina Wismer, Dr. Tina Wismer, about pet poison prevention. As more Americans are feeling much more relaxed, you know, they're not as worried. A lot of people have been have the have the shots. They have the booster. I think they're starting to look forward to traveling again. And restrictions are being lifted and, all over. Right. Various national, state, and local. So that's really important. So a lot of those Americans we know are pet owners, and they might need a pet sitter for their beloved pet. 
And those pet owners possibly need a pet sitter to care for their beloved dogs, cats, birds, and more. Right, Dr. Fleck? Yeah, they do. So joining us today is Ashley Martin, the founder of AMPS Pet Services, LLC. Hi, Ashley. Welcome to the Pet Buzz. Hi, Dr. Fleck and Charlotte. I'm thrilled to be part of your program. We have to know the first question. I, it's, you know, what does AMP stand for? All my pet services. Oh, <laughs> I like that. All my pet services. I have services. to remember that it's, one. It's kind I of mean, a mouthful, so we shortened it. <laughs> I might even clone that. Hmm. AMPS. <laughs> so, Ashley, where's the best place to find a pet sitter? There's a myriad of choices to go for when the pet parent is looking for a pet sitter. So there are big networks such as NAPS, which is National Association of Professional Pet Sitting. There's Pet Sitters International. There's also Google. Research pet sitters in my area. You'll find a lot of very good references through your local veterinarian. Usually we'll have a list of referrals that they'll have ready to give you of trusted providers. Also, another really great resource is post a social request looking for a pet sitter. Do you guys have anyone that you use that you would recommend? Word of mouth is really big for our industry. And if you have a personal reference, um, that means the world. Because not only do you like the website, you like what they have to say, but your friend likes them too. So that helps a lot. You know, I'm so glad that Ashley mentioned NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters, because I, at one time in my pet sitting career, was the vice president of NAPS. Oh, good for you. So I like those organizations a lot. And a lot, one of the reasons I do is because generally people from those organizations are really well trained and they're dedicated to the service of pet sitting. I like that she's uh, talked about a referral from a friend because, yeah, yeah and the vet too. Vet doesn't know as much as a friend because the friends probably used it. Sure. So, sure. Or so even a neighbor, if you see the person coming in and out on a regular basis. Yeah, but you with know. a friend, you know, yeah, if it doesn't but I'm turn saying, out to be so good, you can really yeah. get back at them. Okay. Yeah. So you had a question, yeah, Dr. I did. Fuck. Okay. So before meeting with a pet sitter, what important qualifications must they have? And why should pet owners ask about these things? One of the most important things that a care provider should have is references, that they're insured, that they're bonded, that they're clearly professional, that this is something that they do full time, um, that they're truly dedicated to their purpose and their mission in providing the best care for your fur family that they can. Um, and so one of the things that you can do is pre-vet them, pre, you know, check out their website before you even make that first phone call to schedule meet and greet. And another thing about this industry is it's booming. So hopefully the experience the pet parent will have when they begin their search is an abundance of options. So you really have the option of looking through several choices and then whittling the list down to the final five that maybe you'll call and ask for more information. And at that point, just make sure that they're insured, they're bonded, they're professional. This is what they do full time and find out, kind of get the vibe from them. Is this going to be the right fit for your family? Because that is key. Yeah, that is key. And, you know, if the person is is insured and bonded, you know that they're not only taking care of your pet, they're also thinking about your home as well as any security implications that can arise from that. And references are so key. You know, a lot of times, we do rely on our friends and family, but I know when I, because I ran a huge pet sitting business in New York and, you know, I had clients like Marvin Hamlish, Barry Diller, Betty, I mean, all these very famous business people. And 
you have to lead with those type of qualifications. And even the vets in New York City who referred me when, when I owned the pet sitting business wanted to make sure that I had those references. Because references are important. People want to know about the experience that you had when caring for a pet. I'm, I'm curious with, with the pet sitters, most of them that come on board, do they, do they stay at the residence the entire time, most of them? Or do they maybe have another position that they're a job that they have and they come and stay maybe in the evening? Is, is that what the general practice is? So another really great thing about the abundance of choice is every sitter will provide their own style. So maybe one company provides, say, overnight care services, whereas another company does more of the daily drop-in visits spread out throughout the day. So if you wanted more of a nanny type service where they're in your home most of the day and overnight, that's a very important thing to distinguish when you're speaking to a company is what is your style? How do you operate? What services are available from you? Um, because again, the schedule that you want and the services that you want for your babies is the most important thing. And if this company doesn't provide it, there's more to choose from. Yeah. It's like you want to hire someone who's going to take care of your pet your way. Right, Ashley? Yeah, exactly. Ashley, we need to take a commercial break. Can you stick around? Because we've got more questions, right, Dr. Fleck? You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Introducing the new PetBuzz.com website. ThePetBuzz.com. It's got a whole new look. More graphics, great pet pics, video versions of our guest interviews, more of Charlotte and Dr. Fleck, and ways for you to save money. ThePetBuzz.com. It's a whole new look. ThePetBuzz.com. So, your dog has stinky breath, and as much as you would like to brush your pet's teeth to freshen their breath and care for their mouth, it can really be a pain. Let's face it, they squirm, they try to get away, and they gag on the pet toothbrush. Wouldn't you like an easier solution? Well, Tevra Brands Twist and Lick Oral Gel is the answer to hassle-free canine mouth care. Use the Twist and Lick once a week. All your dog has to do is lick the chicken-flavored ingredients right off the top of the product container. Featuring prolonged technology, the active ingredients are time-released to combat tartar and plaque, freshen breath, and whiten teeth. To provide your pooch with a healthier mouth and you with an easier dental care session, Tevra Brands Twist and Lick Oral Gel. Online at TevraPet.com. That's T-E-V-R-A Pet.com. And we thank Tevra Brands for being a proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. I want to be a contender. I want a warm belly to sleep on. A big house. How do I look? Do do I look good? I want to play hard. My nails done once a month. I want. I want. I want a home. I just want a home. I want someone to love. Last year, more than 30,000 companion animals came to us without homes. 20,000 of them were felines. Let's make some homes. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. According to the American Animal Hospital Association and the American College of Veterinary Dermatology, pets need sunscreen too. EpiPet Sun Protector, the only FDA-approved pet sunscreen on short-haired, light-colored, hairless, golden retrievers and other dogs susceptible to skin cancer. Contained in a sports bottle, EpiPet allows you to turn the bottle upside down, making it easier to spray your dog all over to protect your dog from the sun all day and every day. Epi-pet.com. EpiPet is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz. 
Now you know what your dog feels like waiting for you to go on your daily walk. Welcome back to the Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz, enhancing the bond between pets and their people. Okay, so we're back with Ashley Martin of AMPS Pet Service, LLC, discussing how to hire a pet sitter. Okay, you had a question, Dr. Fleck. So what if your dog or cat likes the pet sitter, but you feel uneasy? be an uncomfortable situation to be in, but at the end of the day, your peace of mind is key. So your pet may like this person, but if you don't have that connection with them, again, with that abundance mindset of this is a booming industry, there are many choices, you have the opportunity to continue to interview. And I like to tell people to consider that meet and greet as that. It's an interview as much for the pet parent to the sitter as it is for the sitter to the pet parent. So if you as the pet parent aren't 100% signed on, excited to work with this person, keep interviewing. It's worth it. Great value in that statement. This is a real Mm -hmm. professional. Ashley, once you hire a pet sitter, can you discuss expectations for the client and the pet sitter? How is that like formed? So one of the most important things that you'll as a pet parent received from the pet sitter is their contract. So this will have everything about who they are, what they do, how they do what they do and how to contact them um, and what to expect from them. So in addition to the verbal communication that you're going to have with them during the meet and greet, this is on paper, what you can expect that maybe covers things that you didn't get a chance to speak about in the actual meeting face-to-face. And also the great thing about a contract is it spells how much the pet sitter is going to get paid and the number of visits they're going to make to the house. So it's on both parts. And when in fact that person does get paid, right. And or how they can be. Exactly. That, that actually brings up my next question. Yeah. As you brought it, because I'm thinking of Charlotte on this. She's got cameras all over the place. place. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, you want to, you want to be assured that you're having the proper care that you've contracted for. So how can a pet owner be assured that their pet sitters are visiting the home based on their expectations? Yeah. So one of the really great things about modern technology is we have all of these apps and services and we have software for pet sitters to use. So one of the things that pet parents can look for in the care provider that they choose is what do I receive as a pet parent when you come to visit my babies? Is there a visit report at the end of every visit? Or do I get sort of a summary of what your day was like? Um, In addition to what the care provider themselves may send the pet parent, I am a huge fan of pet cams in the living room, in the main areas of the home where the pet usually likes to spend their day in between visits or when the care provider is there, have a camera that maybe it doesn't record, but that you as a pet parent can check in on them whenever you want. And you can see how they're doing. If there are any concerns, maybe between visits, that would let you then call your care provider and say, hey, would you mind running over and checking? Because I think there might be a problem. So it really covers all the bases on both ends, what you receive as a pet parent from the care provider, as well as checks and balances that you can have at home to be sure that everything is going as smoothly as it needs to go. You know, Ashley made a a really great point. Technology is a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, not only are cameras available, but you can have locks where you can give the pet sitter a specific lock. Um, I remember the first time I had to deal with that was at (laughs) Kelly and Calvin Klein's house. 
and we'd go through the back door and the pet sitter had their own individual code to pop in the door. Um, that was great. I mean, you could always text the person. That's helpful, but it's not necessarily a guarantee that the person's there. But cameras are the way to go. And you're right. I do have a lot of cameras in my house, probably more than most people, inside, outside, signs, mm-hmm. on the fence, in the windows, and at the base of the driveway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. She's not paranoid either. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. On our services too, one of the things that we try to provide at every service is a GPS stamped timestamp when I arrive, when I leave. So you can be sure that I was there for the entire duration of the care that you have paid for. Um, And the other thing that I really like too are now they have those AirPods that you can attach straight to the collar so that if you have your dog going on regular walks or if you have a concern, if you have a flight risk animal, who tends to try to get out, you can have that extra security of if something happens, A, I know where they are, and B, I also get to see the trek that they go on during their walks. It's amazing. I love the technology available to all of us today. It's really amazing. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for you joining know, us one today. one question that we yeah. didn't really ask. What? I'm sure people all over would like to know. There's a variation in what the costs are for these sort of things. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of costs would a person have to recognize Let's let's say you're you're visiting you're living in Bradenton, Florida, or or you're living in New York. What kind of costs would would somebody incur to have this service? It really depends on regionality. So if you're in a smaller town, you can expect to pay much less than someone who lives in a much in a much bigger city. Um, but another thing that you can do while you're doing your initial interviews, while you're checking around to see how everybody operates and choosing the ones that seem to be the best fit for your family is get a general price quote for the typical service that you're going to want to book all the time. So if you think you have a cat and you're going to want at least one 30-minute visit a day, how much do you charge per 30-minute visit? And then you can get a baseline range on your own really easily to get kind of a feel for not only does this care provider vibe check with my family, but also it's within my budget and I'm happy with their prices. It's a wonderful service to be providing. And I think a lot of people, if they thought that it would be less, not not that much more expensive to have that service come into their home, they would be willing to do that. So if it's, if it's a reasonable. Well, pets are more comfortable in their home. I'm sure we all agree. Right, Ashley? I like to say that there are two kinds of kids. They're the kids who love summer camp. They thrive. They make friends. They do great. They have fun. Doggy daycare is boarding. You get it. There are kids who prefer to be at home. So it really kind of depends on what your family and what your fur baby is comfortable with. And like you said, Charlotte, there are many, many animals because they know their home. They know where they are. They know mom and dad are coming home again. They're very comfortable. Pet sitting is a great option for many families. And sometimes, as you said, Dr. Fleck, boarding is the best option because they just don't do well when they're home alone. So it's sure. a very customizable service. And I love the, the breadth of services available to families for their varying needs. It's fantastic. And we're so happy that Ashley was here to really discuss some of these issues. Me too, because my clients want to hear about this. A lot of these (laughs) things aren't brought up and a lot of people really just focus on the pet owner, the pet and sitter communication. They don't think of the big picture. Good point. Ashley, it was a pleasure having you. Before you leave, can you give us your website? Allmypetservices.com. And thank you both so much for this opportunity. 
Stick around with me because a little later in the show, I'm talking about Spain's changing the status of pets in global pet news. And we'll be chatting with veterinarian Dr. Uh, Tina Wismer about March as Pet Poison Prevention Month. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Ever wonder what goes on inside the Pet Buzz studio? We post full-length video versions of all of our guests on our YouTube channel. It's not just part of our name. It's our philosophy. Hunter's Healthy Treats are all natural and soft, baked with no artificial preservatives, corn, meat, or soy. So they're even safe for pets with allergies. From our yummy peanut butter hearts to sweet potato recipe meal toppers, every ingredient offers a special health benefit for your precious cooch. Plus, our treats are sourced and baked with love in the USA. Hunter's Healthy Treats, inspired by love. Your pet will taste it in every bag. Online at Hunter's HealthyTreats.com. Hunter's Healthy Treats, another proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. Hey, I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. Did you know that humans can give COVID to their dogs and cats? I got the shots to protect myself, others, and my dogs, Morrow, Wally, Hammy, and Church, as well as my cat, Hayden. My pets are my family, and I want to keep them safe. I encourage you to get the COVID-19 shot and the boosters. Sure, I'm a little rough and tough. Somebody's got at me. I like the outdoors. Camping, boating, riding in your truck with my head out the window. Yeah, I'll poop outside. Doesn't everyone? A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brace yourselves for big news. We're going to the place where all the action is. It's time for Pet Buzz Celebrity Pet News. The most sensational news. Fantastic. I'm so excited. You ready? Here's pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. Now let's open our segment with celebrity pet news. Well, according to country music star and Grammy Award winner Trish Yearwood, she says, my animals are my family and I want my animals to eat well. You want to feel good about what you're feeding your animals, just like you want to feel good about what you're feeding your own family. And you know, Trish Yearwood, I agree with you. Yearwood is expanding her new pet collection that dropped in April of 2021 by launching a new line of dog food and treats, which will be available in Kroger stores nationwide at Kroger.com and TrishYearwoodPetCollection.com. It's amazing. First, Miranda Lambert, you know, she raises a lot of money and cares for a lot of shelters around the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, she Her her business is called Mutt Nation. And now uh, we have Trish Yearwood. Great. Great. I think it's great. And more news about Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. The couple introduced a new kitten on Instagram in the last week or so. They welcomed Whiskey. Why am I not surprised by that name? <laughs> a new Savannah cat to the gang. A Savannah cat is a hybrid cross between an African several and a domestic cat. Much like its wild ancestor, the Savannah is long, lean, tall, with these long legs, big ears, and a long neck. A coat shows a typical spotted pattern along with some bars, often on a gold or tawny background. Really, truly a beautiful cat. And we wish MGK, that's Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, congratulations. With their new cat and Trish Yearwood, much success with her new business. And now it's time for what we're all waiting for, Flex Facts. 
Need more buzz? We've got plenty more for you on our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We call it Pet Buzz Plus. It's the best way for you to engage with like-minded pet lovers everywhere. So remember, Pet Buzz Plus. Pet Buzz Plus. With so many pet treats in the marketplace, how do you choose? I look for treats that are made with natural ingredients, not artificial ones or preservatives. And that's why I feed my dogs Hunter's Healthy Treats. You can choose pumpkin, sweet potato, or peanut butter heart-shaped treats. Not only are they good for my dogs, but they also love the taste. And I'm sure yours will too. For healthier treats and happier dogs, Hunter's Healthy Treats. Online at Hunter'sHealthyTreats.com. Hunter's Healthy Treats, another proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. According to the American Animal Hospital Association and the American College of Veterinary Dermatology, pets need sunscreen too. EpiPet Sun Protector, the only FDA-approved pet sunscreen on short-haired, light-colored, hairless, golden retrievers and other dogs susceptible to skin cancer. Contained in a sports bottle, EpiPet allows you to turn the bottle upside down, making it easier to spray your dog all over to protect your dog from the sun all day and every day. Epi-Pet.com EpiPet is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz. Hi, Dr. Michael Fleck back with you on Pet Buzz Plus. You've just learned your pet has been diagnosed with cancer, a malignant mast cell tumor, which is as deadly as melanoma in people. Fear, panic, and extreme anxiety enters our life because until now, treatment has been limited to surgical removal of the tumor followed by radiation and chemotherapy. But a brand new treatment has just been authorized by the FDA which is simply an injection of Stelfanta directly into the tumor. Studies have shown Stelfanta to be 75% effective. This is truly a game changer for your pet. Treating the cancer without surgery, anesthesia, with minimal recovery, and it's affordable. We posted more about Stelfanta, the life-saving affordable cancer treatment, on thepetbuzz.com. For Pet Buzz Plus, I'm Dr. Michael Flock. Welcome to Just the Facts. Just the Facts. Fact or fiction. Just the Facts, ma'am. You want answers. I want the truth. So, Dr. Fleck, what are we talking about today? Well, how to handle fleas on dogs. You know, most pet owners don't realize that dogs often get infested with fleas through contact with other animals or contact with fleas in the environment. Okay, so I guess I should ask, how do you spot fleas on a dog? Well, most of the time, they're pretty visible. Fleas can be seen by just scurrying along on the surface of the skin. Fleas are a dark copper color and about the size of the head of a pin. They dislike light, so your best chance of spotting fleas in a dog is to look within furry areas and on the belly and inner thighs, right down to the skin. Mm -hmm. Flea dirt can also signal that there are fleas on a dog. Flea dirt looks like dark specks of pepper scattered on the skin surface. Okay. So what's the best way to get rid of fleas? Well, there's a wide variety of flea products uh, that clearly are on the market today. But the new prescription flea and tick products, and I mentioned that prescription flea and, and tick products, are finally taking the frustration out of flea control with popular and highly effective brands. But those are prescription items. Mm -hmm. 
Talk to your veterinarian about preventative flea and tick medicine for dogs. As many are prescription products that really need to have their input. And prescription treatments present one of the best ways to kill and prevent flea infestation. Yeah, and what about topicals? Topicals have value, and I think topicals, in my opinion, probably have, say, less value than some of the ingestible flea products. But it depends on what part of the country that you're in and how effectively you're using the product, too. It can, some of the topical products can be just as effective as the internal products if used in the proper manner at the proper place. Okay. Now, what about non-prescription medication to treat fleas on dogs? Well, there's many other products that will kill fleas in the pet fur that you really don't need okay. a prescription for. The drawback, however, is that these products may be less effective, like we're talking about, than the prescription products. These non-prescription flea products include, say, flea shampoos and flea powders and flea sprays and flea collars, maybe oral flea treatment and spot-on products. Many veterinarians report that their patients still have a lot of fleas. Not even the veterinarians, but the people that are applying the product mm -hmm. recognize that they still have fleas after the use of these over-the-counter products. But they're are also good reviews from pet parents for some of these products. Individual variation, go ahead and try your product. If it's ineffective, make sure that you are, if you're not already using prescription product from your veterinary. Sure. Then make sure that you Yeah, I mean, I think it's always it. a good idea, especially if you're shopping online, to look at some of the reviews when before buying the product. Because a lot of times then you'll get an idea. Well, we also know not all reviews are yeah. honest. But, um, you know, look, at the end of the day, it's important to have flea and tick control because it's not only about your dog, but it's about you and your home as well. Nobody wants to have a flea bite, correct? You want to sleep at night? Make sure you don't have fleas, right? Sure. Or fleas in the bed if your pet sleeps with you and you don't want to have an infestation in your house. Absolutely. Anything else, Dr. Fleck? That's all the Flex Facts for the week. Well, thanks, Doc, for that flea rundown. It's flea much rundown. The flea rundown, I think it's really appreciated. Up next, Dr. Tina Wismer is in the house discussing pet poison prevention. Stay tuned, and we'll be back in a flash. Introducing the new PetBuzz.com website. ThePetBuzz.com. It's got a whole new look. More graphics, great pet pics, video versions of our guest interviews, more of Charlotte and Dr. Fleck, and ways for you to save money. ThePetBuzz.com. It's a whole new look. ThePetBuzz.com. We know people love their dogs and many like to take them everywhere to lunch, to work, shopping. But dogs are only welcome in places where they behave. Our very own etiquette and pet trendologist Charlotte Reed discusses decorum for every occasion in her book, Miss Fido Manners, complete book of dog etiquette. She provides tips for behaving at home and on the street, eating in or going out. Plus, extending pet courtesy to others in places of business, being mindful of others while traveling, and treating veterinarians, pet sitters, and dog groomers with respect. With Miss Fido Manners, pet owners can learn how to behave appropriately in all kinds of situations. Miss Fido Manners from pet trendologist Charlotte Reed on Amazon. 
It's genius. It's to die for. I like it. Well, St. Patrick's Day is just around the corner, and whether you're Irish or not, celebrate with Fido or Felix dressed to impress in a leprechaun costume. <laughs> Dress your mischievous creature like one from the Emerald Isles. But here's the thing. Don't wait. Costumes are selling out quickly because there are so many St. Patrick's Day activities around the country. Costumes available in small, medium, large, and extra large cost anywhere from about $14.95 to about $29.95, depending on the costume retailer. I always say check out Ruby's for a list of convenient costume retailers. Probably ought to do it soon, too, because we still have a problem with supply chain. Yep, absolutely. Okay, so March is National Pet Poison Prevention Month. It's a good time to rue the dangers of accidental pet poisoning and how to prevent them. So joining us today to talk about Pet Poison Prevention Month is veterinarian Dr. Tina Wismer, the medical director at the ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center, or the APCC. Dr. Wismer, welcome back to the Pet Buzz. Thank you for inviting me. We are always look forward to having you join us with your guest appearances because it is always very informative. So, Dr. Wismer, why is it important to be aware of products that you use in your home that are potentially harmful to pets? So, for a couple of reasons. First of all, none of us want our pets to potentially be poisoned. And second of all, knowing where those problems can be before they happen can save us a lot of money. Ooh, that's my girl. (laughs) Thumbs up for the big money plug. Okay. You know, it's so interesting because I think a lot of us, we always think about the products that we use in our homes, but I don't really think enough attention, and you could probably talk about this too, Dr. Fleck, is really thought about when storing chemicals or cleaning products or even medication, correct? Whether it's in the kitchen, the garage, or the bathroom, those are probably three of the major areas where we keep products. And we have to be more diligent. Yeah, I think we just have to do with our products. I think we have to be more aware. Wouldn't you agree, Dr. Tina? Yes, uh, definitely. Animals can get into all of those places. Hmm. All of those places. You had a question, Dr. I did. So what is the number one reason that pet owners call the ASPCA's poison control hotline? So it's chocolate. Always chocolate. (laughs) Gosh, Americans must consume a lot of chocolate. Because, you know, it's like I was thinking Christmas. Dr. (laughs) Tina was visiting. What'd she say? Chocolate. Then I think the month or two months before that Halloween. What did she say? Chocolate. So I guess when we interview for Easter dangers, she's probably going to say chocolate too, right? (laughs) Yes. Now, the other large group of compounds or uh, products that dogs do get into this time of year are actually over-the-counter things. So cold medications, uh, nutritional supplements, um, herbals. That's a big one this time of year also. Herbals. Herbals. Is that like pot or CBD? (laughs) certainly get into that too, but I can't say that's seasonal. (laughs) So we're using more herbals in the springtime and in the summer than in the wintertime? Yes, I'm not sure why. I think I maybe either. spring's what? coming. We want to get in shape. We start taking like herbal weight loss medications. Oh, okay. Um, those type of things. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I, I don't, I'm trying to figure that out. I mean, like, is it on the counter and then the dog jumps up? Does the cat knock it over and the dog eats it? Well, think about it. Late spring, what do we do down here? We go to the beach. So what does everybody want to do, whether they're males or females? They want to look good. They want to look good. So you're going to start getting ready for that a month to two in advance. If I go to the gym, when I think about it, it's getting really busy now at the gym. I'm having a hard time getting on okay. the uh, various different um, I exercise areas. Yeah. I'm a diabetic, and before I went to bed the other night, I dropped some of my metformin on the ground. I jumped out of that bed so fast to find it because my puppy, Church, sleeps right next to my bed, and I really didn't want him to ingest it. Are there a lot of calls to the poison control hotline about pets ingesting human medication? Yes. Um, Certainly, prescription medication is also very common. And kind of like your situation, people accidentally drop pills. And we tend to see it more with older people, right? And they tend to be on more severe medications, right? Things like heart medications or um, Parkinson's medications. So always take your pills away from your pets, right? Close the door or take them over the sink. So if you drop them, it's not going to bounce onto the floor. Yeah, but you know how it is. When you drop the pill on the floor, you get down, you find it, you pick it up. It's like the three-second rule. You still stick it in your mouth because it costs money. I mean, American medication, pharmaceuticals, cost a fortune. So it's not like you want to throw it in the... Yeah, but I think in reality, what happens is you drop it on the floor, and a lot of people will search for it, and they don't find it. And then uh, out of sight, out of mind. All right, so let's move on. So let's talk about cleaning products and pets. Right. So spring cleaning. So certainly uh, we need to keep those products away, right? Don't let your cat help you while you're cleaning the counters, right? Don't let your dog drink out of the mop bucket. Find a separate place at the house um, for them to occupy themselves with, you know, treats or catnip mice. And um, once those areas are dry, then it's safe for the uh, pets to come back in. Yeah, I mean, that's what I do. I mean, I wash my floors every day, as you know. And I lock up the dogs in their cages. Yeah. I mean, they don't mind the vacuuming so much. I let them out when I'm vacuuming, but I'm always worried that they'll drink out of the mop bucket or something along those lines. Yeah. Okay. So we have a question from Lily and she is from Montana. She wants to know what are the big reasons that veterinary products cause big trouble for pet owners? Ah, so the answer is chewable medications, right? So we make things taste good to get a dog to take a pill, but that also means that if you allow them access to the bottle, they will ingest the entire bottle of pills. So chewable medications. I also think, and I think we've talked about this, I think sometimes people store their pet and veterinary medication together and then they take the wrong medication because a lot of times bottles are all the same color and they don't really look your bottles are blue right that's what mm-hmm. yeah so i know when there's i don't store my pet medication but I'll, do a lot of people do that dr tina yes we get a lot of i gave my dog the wrong pill and sometimes they even take their dog's medication so yeah it happens 
So, Dr. Tina, we're going to take a commercial break. Uh, we know you're going to stick around to answer more of our questions because we always have so many of them. Right, Dr. Flo? Yes. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned. More of Dr. Tina coming right up. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Brushing your pet's teeth is such a hassle, but I found a simple alternative. Tevra's new Vitality Brush-Free Twist and Lick Oral Gel. It's so easy to use and dogs love it. All you have to do is twist the dial on the bottom of the tube until the gel comes out on the top and allow your pooch to lick the gel right off the applicator. The gel features active ingredients that break down tartar and plaque, whiten, brighten teeth, and give your dog fresh breath. The ingredients are safe, taste like chicken, and there isn't any training or brushing necessary. Twist and Lick Oral Gel will be the only dog dental care product that's fun to use. Online at TevraPet.com. That's T-E-V-R-A Pet.com. And we thank Tevra Brands for being a proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. Hey, it's Dr. Mike Fleck back with you here on the Pet Buzz. With the popular movement to save our environment, our precious beef, and especially our barbecued steaks, may be in line for extinction. According to current biology, cows don't make an effort to restrict their urine to any one particular place. The article also confirms that cow's pee is a greenhouse gas, maybe 300 times more potent than carbon monoxide and 10 times more than methane. So University of Auckland in New Zealand to the rescue. They taught cows to be potty trained and use a latrine instead of the pasture. So, in the future, mobile toilets in the pasture might become as visible as windmills. Contain the pee, neutralize the greenhouse gas, and hooray, we keep our stinks. Often should you bathe your pet? Well, I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed, and I'm asked that question often. How often you should wash your dog depends on a number of factors, including his health, breed, coat, and activity level, as well as where these activities are taking place. Dogs who spend days outside rolling and things are going to need a bath far more often than the ones who spend most of their time on the couch. Or you can always take the smell test. If your dog walked into the room and you can smell them, it's time for a bath. Make sure when it's time for a bath, you gather up all the supplies, including a non-slip mat and plenty of towels. Use shampoo formulated for dogs and turn your cell phone off to avoid distraction. And if you have a dog that hates getting a bath, smear some peanut butter on the bathtub wall and let him lick it off while you bathe him. Then he'll know bathing can really be a treat. Welcome back to the Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz, enhancing the bond between pets and their people. We are back and you are listening to the Pet Buzz, which strives to help you enhance and strengthen your bond with your pet each day. Dr. Tina Wismer of the ASPCA Poison Control Center is reviewing our pet owner questions about poison prevention with us. You had a question, Dr. Fleck. Yeah, I guess this was really a question that Dave from New Jersey wants to know about. What other seasonal products should we as pet owners be wary of? 
Well, it's also the, that time of year when we start to think about gardening, right? Um, so certainly we want to make sure that we don't allow access to fertilizers or insecticides or herbicides. Um, those can be problematic for our pets. And right now, if you're uh, planting plants, it's the perfect time to realize what you're planting. So if your dog does chew it up in the future, you know the name of the plant. You know, and it's it's funny because not too long time ago, Dr. Tina, I had I'm a gardener, as you know, a master gardener, and I had done a presentation about dogscaping and I used a Dr. Tina quote, but I also put uh, reference the ASPCA Poison Control Center, as well as the ASPCA website where you can have a list of all the plants and find out their toxicity level. Uh, for dogs and cats. And I think that's a really good reference tool for our listeners out there to use. So before you go to the garden center, look up the plant and make sure it is not toxic. There's so many plants around the country, natives and non-natives that are toxic and can cause from mild stomach upset to death. Yeah. And along with that, a lot of expense. So it's a really good idea. It seems to me, and I haven't done this in such a long time, but it seems to me in the spring and in the fall, lots of times we're treating our, our lawns, one to leave the summer and the nice weather and one to enter the nice weather. And a lot of times that has to do with fertilizers, and insecticides, et cetera. Dr. Tina, I suppose you could probably remember when, when you were in practice that especially at this time of the year and in the fall, we do see a lot of GI tract problems, dogs coming in with diarrhea and, and vomiting issues. And what I've discovered after doing the investigative work with in the evaluation is that many of them, as they're going for the walks, they're going to the neighborhood walks, and they, they go into the same yards. But then after we investigate more, we find out that those lawns have just been treated or so. So again, I think that's a great idea that, that people should put in their lawn uh, some sort of a sign because the pets are going to go into their lawn. And Your other option is if you're going to, you know, be doing it yourself, either keep the pets inside for the day, don't let them out. It's a good idea if you're going to do that. Why don't you board them for the day? Um, Dr. Tina, we have to wrap it up. We're so sorry that you have to leave us. We always enjoy having you back. And I didn't get to ask my chocolate bunny question, uh, but that's okay because we know from previous visits that chocolate's bad, sugar-free candy's bad because it contains xylitol, which is toxic to pets. So we know in the next few weeks as people are starting to buy their Easter baskets, they really need to talk to their kids, correct, about give, especially their younger children as well as their older children about feeding the pet chocolate and candy, as well as picking up any candy on the floor right away. Save the chocolate for mom and dad and the kids. And us. And And us. us. Yes. And us. Send it. (laughs) So, Dr. T, it's always a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Pet Bus. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, we're so happy to have Dr. Tina with us all the time. Before you go, give us your email. I mean, I'm sorry. Before you go, Dr. Tina, give us the ASPCA Poison Control website phone number. It is 
1-800-273-8835. Great. Okay, we're going to post that number on our social media feeds to make sure that you are prepared to have that this month. Uh, that's really important. And just to remind everyone, if you just joined us, that was Dr. Tina Wismer, the medical director at the ASPCA Poison Control Center, discussing pet poison prevention. This is what's going on in March, Pet Poison Prevention Month. So take care, store your medication, be careful with insecticide and fertilizer, as well as that good old Americans love their chocolate. Right, Dr. Fleck? Absolutely. Ever wonder what goes on inside the Pet Buzz studio? We post full-length video versions of all of our guests on our YouTube channel. And now, Pet Buzz news from around the globe. Spain's new law has pet owners all over the world hoping they'll soon see similar changes. On January 5th of this year, Spain started legally recognizing pets as sentient beings rather than property. So what does this mean? Well, in the case of legal fights where pets are involved, the court will consider the animal's well-being when deciding who gets custody over a pet. Similarly, the legal change of status from property to sentient beings also means that pets can no longer be abandoned, seized, or mortgaged. Their feelings and happiness are taken into account. So the outcome is the best possible for the pet, not just a matter of outdated legalities. Right on, Spain, let's see some more change and recognition of pets as sentient beings. What do you think, Dr. Fleck? I wasn't aware that Spain had done this, so Mm -hmm. I'm glad you're bringing it to my attention, too. I think it's wonderful that we're making some movements to protect the pet Mm -hmm. and what the pet really is recognized. I've always hated. To me, it sounds inhumane. But at the same time, there's value legally in talking about them as property. Um, I know that a number of states have tried to make some changes where they've allowed the pets to have some of the same status mm-hmm. as a human, primarily as, as kids. And, of course, now they, then they ran into the problem that when there were animal cruelty charges, then that meant that there had to be evaluations of children cruelty charges within the same family sure so the laws have never gone through because they just can't seem to get past this so at least this is a movement and i like a a move in the right direction yes and please. news of the day got you down no worries pet trendologist charlotte reed is here with tell me something good this is a necessity like air and oxygen tell me something So if you've been watching the news, you know about the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And when disaster strikes, we know people have to make choices, especially when it comes to animals. And that's why I'm glad to share this story with y'all. A student in Ukraine refused to escape the war-torn country without his pet dog when airlines banned the pooch from flights. Rishab Kasik, a computer engineering student, was meant to fly home to India with his family. His family owns a business in the Ukraine. But Kashik could not get the necessary clearances to bring his dog Malibu on board with him, so he refused to leave. He told the Times of India that he decided that if his dog can't leave, he won't either. He further explained that he knows there's a risk to staying on, but he just can't abandon him. He asked, who will take care of my dog if I go? 
The news outlet said that Kashyyyk adopted Malibu one year ago from a local resident who rescued him from the streets. Kashyyyk and Malibu, you're in our prayers, as well as all of the people of Ukraine and their pets and other animals. Sure. It's, it's interesting that, that you, you say that because as I view the reports of this miserable war that's going on, and I see the airports, I am seeing people with pets in the airport that are ready for transport. So there must be some selective processes that are going on. But I think it's really admirable of him not to leave his house. It reminded me of those really eerie photos of people on their roofs in New Orleans years ago uh, when the levee broke and most of New Orleans was flooded, especially the Garden District. Yeah, and I think we all know that this war is going to get more brutal sure. as it goes along. Before we go, we want to give you a preview of next week's show. So next week, we're talking about St. Gertrude, the patron saint of cats and other animal-related saints, as well as dogs with ADHD. That's going to be fun. I think it's going to be interesting. Special thanks to our guests. We want to thank Ashley Martin and Dr. Wismer. Of course, we must always thank our sponsors, the Animal Medical Center of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin coat and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. Shampoos, skin and coat sprays, sunscreen, ear cleaner and supplements for your dogs and cats. Most importantly, remember we're here each week to help you take better care of your pets. Peace out and pet love. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. If you and your pets need even more buzz, we're online at thepetbuzz.com and our social media channels, Pet Buzz Plus, the best way for you to engage with like-minded pet lovers everywhere. My name is Michelle Schaefer. I'm the mom of three boys, and I'm from Haddonfield and North Wildwood, New Jersey. I met Aladdin through my work with Lilo's Promise Animal Rescue, and I foster the emaciated dogs that come into our program. Aladdin came to us. He had been dumped at the side of the road. He weighed about 18 pounds. He had broken bones, other wounds, and he was missing 12 teeth. He was the worst abuse case I had ever seen. The most moving experience that I've had while working with Aladdin were when we were first responders at the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando, Florida. And Aladdin usually works off leash. He was on leash that night and he led me over to a very specific person. And here that man had been in the nightclub the night of the shootings. He and Aladdin shared a very special moment that really made me cry. Aladdin has changed the way I see the world in a million different ways. The main thing is to treat people with kindness and compassion. My name is Michelle Schaefer, and Aladdin and I are individuals.